What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Hello, Elitists. Welcome back. I am currently in crisis mode. No big deal. Just like, that's my mood today. <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis. It started in the shower. Essentially, you know, I just like, I get into these like weird action mindsets that I'm like, oh, I got to do all of the things and like figure out my whole life right now. And right now it's about experiencing life to the fullest because that aligns with my elite self is making sure that I experience as much life as possible. And it's so easy, apparently, to fall into the loop of the same thing you've been doing. It's like what you're used to. So you're just like, okay, I'm just going to like gravitate towards that apparently like I just keep going I actually haven't really been doing this because of money and trying to be like more um health oriented but I always complain about everywhere I live the only thing to do is going out to eat and drink and like I now live in a place that I know that there are more options than going out to eat and drink but that still seems to be what I'm seeking out as a source of fun and like I don't <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like if I get old and crusty and I look back on my life, I'm not going to be like, oh, thank God I went to all of those fucking restaurants on the water. Yeah. So cool. I'm glad to do it now. I'm not saying I'm never going to do it, but like I got to have a little bit more of a life experience, but I just can't figure out what I want that to really look like. And I'm having a crisis about it. It's important to sit down and figure out what fulfilling your life means to you because it's so easy to like look at somebody else's life that's already been deemed cool and fulfilling and try to base it off of their life and do what they're doing. But that makes it feel overwhelming when it's not in like your scope of reality, but also it might not be what fulfills you. Everybody's level of fulfillment is going to be different. So I I think that I actually have to like sit down and try to like figure that out. Maybe I'm making that more intense than it needs to be, but it's important to me. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I want to figure out what's going to make me feel good for the long term, but also instantly. Like I obviously want to have fun while I'm like experiencing these things and be able to like go back and look on them. But like right now, just like off the cuff, the only things that I can think of are like traveling and scuba diving. <laughs> and I don't know. It's like you can't really. My issue is, is like, how do I know how to experience the best life when I don't know all of the things because I haven't experienced them? Does that make sense? Like if I don't know what's out there, obviously, how am I supposed to like go get it? So like I just feel like obviously there's things to go out there and go do. And then I also get into this like but is it that serious? Like maybe I need to just like chill out and stop expecting there to be some big hurrah. This is what I need to do in order to experience life because there's never going to be some threshold that I cross and feel like I've experienced it. But like, I just want to feel more in line with my elite self. And I don't feel that way now. So I need to figure out what things would help me feel that way. But then again, I'm like, am I doing too much? Like, do I just need to like vibe it out and 
do what makes me happy in the moment, but see, but then I might not be feeling happy in the long term because I'm not doing what. Okay, you know what? I'm getting way too involved in this. All right. I like I'm having too bad of an existential crisis. And what happens when that when I get to that point, which you could hear it start to happen just now, is my brain starts to like putter out that it's like overwhelmed too much. And it's like, (laughs) and then there's just like nothing. And I have like a manic, anxious like space out, which is what I already did in the shower. And I just don't need to do it with you guys. You guys make me feel better, not worse. So (laughs) let's just get into the episode because I do feel like I have, you know, this is just like a today thing. I think that I have really have made some major personal development progress. And I think that's kind of what's led me into this like existential crisis mindset is that because I'm so excited about this massive progress that I feel like I've been making lately, which I feel like is always how it works for me is that I'm either like on this like power stretch of personal development and learning all of these things and feeling all these things about myself. And therefore my life is becoming better because I'm looking at it better and X, Y, and Z. But that I get on the like high of that feeling and just try to force it to happen. And so this morning when I woke up and thought I really want to experience life, how can I make that happen? And like my brain didn't have that knowledge yet. I was like getting angry and trying to force my brain to have that knowledge and therefore overwhelming myself and puttering out because I get frustrated that I can't think of the answers, but I just like haven't made it to that point yet. So Let's just focus on the personal development that I have been successful in and feel really good about and therefore have been experiencing a lot of breakthrough moments. And I want to share some of those breakthroughs with you because I think that they're really good. They were really good for me. Maybe it'll help induce a breakthrough for you as well. So let's get into it. This first breakthrough came from last week's episode with Heidi Smith. If you have not listened to that episode yet, I highly suggest it. I think if you are a person that has a lot of emotions, that overthinks a lot, that is going to be a very impactful episode for you because it will help you create some purpose behind these big feelings that we have and use them to your advantage. One of the things that she said, though, that really impacted me wasn't so much to do with the episode topic itself, but just something she had mentioned in passing that made my brain just about fucking explode. (laughs) She talked about how you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. And I don't resonate with quotes like that that much. Like, obviously, there's always quotes that get me, but it's more of like, For me, it's more of like phrases and ideas. Like if you look up quotes on Pinterest, for example, and you've got like the cliche one-liners or like the little paragraphs, it's the paragraphs that normally do it for me. I mean, sometimes I can get a one-liner that really resonates, but it's always like the the more in-depth ones that get me. So those cliche, for lack of a better word, quotes I just don't vibe with. Like, I think they're good. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But it's just like, a, oh, yeah, that's a cool way to think. But it doesn't like hit me deep in my soul. And this was one of those quotes, be the change you want to see in the world. So I was like, okay, cute. Like, be the change you want to see. So if I 
put that energy out there. It's one other person that's doing this and maybe it'll cause a ripple effect and maybe more people will do it. And, you know, that would be a nice thing, like to introduce this new idea or to introduce this way of behaving or introduce this action into the world because then, you know, it's out there and it exists now and other people might catch on and do it too. That was how I perceived that quote. And then Heidi explained it. She was talking about it in the sense of setting boundaries. And we were talking about how terrifying setting boundaries can be. And essentially what her point was, was you cannot have somebody try to set a boundary with you and feel like they don't want to be around you, feel angry about it, lash out at them, not take no for an answer, feel like it's it, their boundary setting has something to do with you and it's not their own stuff. Having all of these like negative reactions to somebody setting a boundary and then expect yourself to feel comfortable setting boundaries and not be afraid that other people are going to do that to you, for you, whatever. When someone sets a boundary with you, you have to accept that boundary and say, absolutely. Like, I completely respect that. We'll we'll go with it, whatever. Or set it up so that they feel comfortable setting the boundary, saying things like, do you want to go get this done? If not, totally not worried about it. I love you anyways. It's not going to make a difference. Like, we're, it's going to be all right. We'll figure something else out. Creating a open space for them to feel comfortable setting boundaries. So, be the change you want to see. If you want to feel comfortable and accepted and loved regardless of you setting boundaries, you have to be accepting and loving when other people set boundaries with you. This isn't just about boundary setting. This is about absolutely everything. Be the change that you want to see in the world. For example, like I want as many elitists to join us as possible through social media and like our platform here, all of that kind of stuff. So I can't expect people to understand our point of view here and not be interacting with anybody else in the industry of self-improvement. Like I need to be sharing and liking and following and subscribing and reviewing and commenting all of those things, just like I would like done on to me. If you want other people to stop judging you, stop judging other people. And you would probably think, oh, I don't judge other people, blah, blah, blah. But my thought is that you absolutely are judging that other people are probably judging you. Like that's a judgment, assuming that other people are thinking that much about you because they're not. Be the change that you want to see in the world. I just thought it was such a good understanding of what this quote is. And because I had this experience and breakthrough with this specific quote, it dawned on me that that's all of these quote unquote cliche quotes. They are the finale. They are the end result of personal development. They are the realization at the end of the hurt and the agony and the anxiety and the overthinking and the mindset shift and the perception shift and the breakthrough. And then you're like, oh, insert X, Y, and Z quote. I hate my life. It doesn't look like how I want it to. I don't understand how I can't get the image of my life that is in my head out into real life. 
how can I enjoy the journey when I don't like the journey? I want the result. I want that destination. Like I'll enjoy it when I reach that destination. But then you realize that there's never going to be a transformative moment that gets you to this elite version of yourself, that it's going to be a process and you're always going to have problems and you just have to learn how to enjoy life amidst the problems. And then finally, life as a journey clicks for you. And you're like, oh my God, now I understand that. So it's like that quote that always kind of is irritating really is a sign that you don't fully understand the quote yet. Logically, you understand it. You are smart enough to understand what it's trying to say to you and even what it means, but you don't understand the guts of it. You don't understand like the the meat of what it's really trying to express to you. You haven't lived it. You haven't experienced it. You haven't felt it. And then you haven't had a breakthrough from it and understood what that quote actually means. I was always just like raw dog and all these fucking quotes, like thinking that like, okay, that makes sense. I'll go with it. But it's also kind of like a a nice idea to think about and never something that actually ends up being achieved. But the more I personally developed, the more I recognized that the quotes were the finale. They were the conclusion. They were the summary. You cannot know the quote without meeting the introduction of feelings that has led to you being frustrated and upset and needing to better know who you are and better understand situations that present themselves in your life. You cannot know the quote before you have learned what it means to work on the shitty stuff and try to improve yourself and your life to become this elite version of yourself. You cannot fully know the quote until you have overcome the shitty stuff and fully grasp the underlying meaning of what that quote is trying to tell you. The quote is nice to have because it's having the end result first. It's like when you watch The Bachelor and like the people that will look up the winner before the show begins and then watch it so that they can like see the person who won progress. And you're just kind of like watching that person the whole time compared to people like myself who just like blindly watch. I'm sorry, people like myself who do it the right way, who just <laughs> blindly watch and then see how the story unfolds and are surprised by the winner at the end. There's two different types of people in the world. You know, some people want that end result first and some people don't. And both people are enjoying how the episode plays out, how the entire series plays out. Sometimes it's nice to have the quote first because you know what to look for. As you're experiencing life, you can pick things out and say like, oh, okay, I understand that this is trying to tell me that I should be enjoying the journey, that I should be being myself, that I should find the beauty in being myself, that I should, that I have more power than I think that I do, that I have to choose happiness, whatever. You can find the pieces that align with the message that you're trying to encapsulate, or you just live your life, learn these lessons have breakthroughs, and then go, oh, you remember that one time when I heard that quote? Now I understand. Or even like you're reading self-help books or listening to podcasts or something and you hear something that you like kind of like and then you experience life, something shitty happens or nothing shitty happens and you just keep living a little bit more and feeling frustrated about it, frustrated about this, overthinking about that, whatever your experience is. And then one day 
it clicks for you and you're like, oh my God, that's what that bitch on Wellish was telling me that one time. Now I understand. I totally get it now. Shit happens and then it clicks for you and then the quote makes sense. But the quote doesn't make sense until you understand the story behind the quote. You can know the winner of The Bachelor, but you won't know how they got to that point and truly appreciate the win until you know all the meat and guts and juice inside the story. Because that's the thing about the people that look up the winner is they still want to watch the show. They still want to know how it played out. They're not satisfied just knowing who the winner is. They still want to watch the show and be a part of it and see how it unfolds. So essentially, that was my experience with Be the Change That You Want to See in the World. That quote resonated for me last week when Heidi talked about it because it was just like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense that if I am that change that I want to see, it's not only going to be more relevant for me because I'm going to be like on the lookout for it in ways that I could be that change, but also it allows it to present itself in my life because I'm teaching other people how I want to be treated to therefore have that returned back to me. My next breakthrough is a little bit of a story time for you guys. I am very proud of myself. If you have you know, been in Alitas for a little while now and you know your girl pretty well, you know I haven't always been the greatest at standing up for myself. And that is something that I have been working really hard to be better at. As you guys know that we talk about here, we try to develop the mindsets and the strength and the personal development and just like knowing ourselves better and solidifying what it is we want and how we would behave in these situations so that we're ready for the situations that present themselves, but that the situations that present themselves are still practice, that we can't expect to get to the situation that the opportunity presents itself for, like in this case, to stand up for ourselves and expect it to all be like exactly how I envisioned it to go in my mind. But I've been doing the work on the back end so that when that situation does present itself, I'm not as terrified and I get it done. Now, the situation finally presented itself and I'm going to tell you guys this story. I was still terrified (laughs) and it didn't go 100% the way that I would have loved it to in my head, but I am so excited about my win and I'm going to share it with you because I, even though it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, completely. I'm still very proud of the way that it went. And it definitely was an improvement from the way that I would typically handle this situation. So as you guys know, I started personal training and that is already out of my comfort zone, my element of things. It was definitely like an ego shot for me because I used to be a personal trainer and I just felt like I don't know. I felt like it was me saying I didn't know what I was doing and I needed help, but it's okay to ask for help. One. And my therapist said, even therapists need therapists. So trainers can have trainers too, and it's okay. But, you know, I was nervous about this and if it was really going to work and about the money that's going into it. Like that made me feel scared to do this too, because I don't even know if I could really afford this. And then I ended up being shoved with, and, and, made the decision to commit to this because they said that I could cancel at any time. And then when I actually like spoke to the trainer, he was like, here's your six month contract. You can't break it unless you move. So really, I mean, I could figure something out and I could probably break it, but I mean, it's fine. But like essentially I signed a six month contract. 
So I'm on week fucking two, guys. Week goddamn two. So impressions are still everything. I go to my first two sessions. They give me the lead PT guy. I explain that I used to be a trainer, that I've been working out for seven years. I do not want to be treated like a beginner. I want to use this for accountability. And just to really kick my ass while I'm working out so that I know that I'm getting a good workout in more than maybe I will do on my own. So my first two sessions, I'm not mad, but I'm also not like super happy. Again, they put me with the lead PT, so I have high hopes. Then I find out that he's literally my age. And not that that matters, but for some reason that just like really put a chip on my shoulder because I was like, what could I really learn from you? And also most people my age suck. So I just felt like he was probably going to be like a douche kebab. And I'm not mad at a douche kebab. I'm dating one. But like, you better know what you're talking about. Like, don't be one. It's out of insecurity that your ego is that fucking giant. So the first two sessions, I'm doing two half hour sessions a week with this dude. So he's got three sets of triceps for me, three movements for three sets. And then you move to the next three movements for three sets. And then you move to the next three movements for three sets. It's probably about an hour and a half workout which is fine that I don't get through the whole thing, but we only get through like the first set, first try set together. And it's because we're not moving fast paced at all, which makes me feel like I'm not working at all, not sweating at all. And he's just spending all of this time correcting my form. That's already fine. And he says that he literally says the way you're doing it isn't wrong, but you could do this and like, or I want you to do it this way. And then moves it to a way that I can't feel the movement as well. And now this is on me. I need to communicate. I need to express that. And that's my plan for this coming week. But, and that's going to continue on my journey of standing up for myself. But anyways, I'm having this like teeter-tottering experience already in the first week that I'm like, why are you correcting my movements that don't need to be corrected? Like, just because like you're trying to do something, like, let's make this a little bit more fast paced. So I'm still open-minded though, right? Like I'm still like, okay, like he's got to learn me. He's got to understand the way my body works and what my body responds to and, you know, what's hard for me, what's not hard for me, et cetera. So I'm still in, I'm still game. I show up Tuesday, 7 a.m. the following week and I do my warm up beforehand. And then he normally wants me to get on the assault bike. So I'm doing that and... 10 minutes go by and I'm still on the assault bike and he still don't see him anywhere. Again, half hour session. So at this point it's 7.10 and I'm waiting for him. Never comes around. So I'm like, this is so weird. So I go and I pull up my app and I notice that I'm not scheduled to train today. And I was like, okay, like don't really understand that. Why didn't you communicate that to me? But okay. Maybe it was just like scheduling mix up. I don't know. Whatever open mind, not mad about it. No big deal. A little mad about it, but not like outrageously mad. So I get off the assault bike. I go and I do my workout. I see him at the gym and I'm doing everything in my soul to avoid him because your girl gets terrified by that kind of stuff. And so I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding. No big deal. I finish my workout and I leave. He does at that point though, shake up with my boyfriend my boyfriend came up to me later and told me that he saw him shook up with him. He's like, so he probably knows you're here too, obviously. So I don't know what that was about. Okay. Thursday comes and I'm checking my app, checking my app, checking my app to make sure that my fucking appointment doesn't get canceled again. 
Then I noticed that it's changed to 6.30 in the morning. Not communicated with me, didn't ask me. I don't want to work out at 6.30 in the morning because I really have to be there at 6.15 and I'm 20 minutes from the gym. So I have to be out of my house by 6, which means I have to be awake by like 5.30. No, I, I didn't agree to all of that. I agreed to 7. So I think, okay, I'm still easygoing. For just this time, I'll go at 6.30 and I will communicate to him that I do not want to do 6.30, that I'm only available at 7. So I go and I show up and I'm sitting on the turf. I walk First, I walk up to the training desk. I'm standing there. I'm looking for him. He's not there. So I go and I sit on the turf and I start doing my warm-up stuff. And I'm waiting there and I'm waiting there and I'm just sitting on the turf where everybody that personal trains goes like I'm sitting like right in front of the desk. So I sit there, I sit there, I sit there. I wait until about 6.45 and I say, you know what? Fuck this shit. And I leave to go work out. I don't do the scheduled workout because I was fucking annoyed. So I just start working out with my boyfriend. He texts me, my trainer texts me while I'm working out and says, thought we had a 6.30 session. The fucking audacity of you, the fucking audacity to text me and act like I'm not there when you knew damn well that you weren't there. So I said, we did. I sat and waited. You didn't show up. So I left to go work out. And he texts back and says, I apologize. Can we reschedule? I said, for sure. What happened Tuesday? Can we reschedule that too? And his answer is, oh, I thought you were going to be out of town. That could be my mistake. I just don't even answer because obviously I didn't say that because obviously I wasn't out of town. So I don't really know what the fuck you were talking about. Again, I don't answer. And then this man comes and finds me. And this is, guys, when the terror sets in. I do not do confrontation. I was afraid that I was going to run into him and that he was going to come up to me and how this was going to happen. And like, I did not, I don't, I was, you know, texting was terrifying, but it was easier because I could think about what I was going to say and then like panic hit the send button and then throw my phone and run away from the situation where like obviously being in life, real life with a person. You can't do that. So I was like terrified for him to come up and I was terrified that I wasn't going to stand up for myself. And I was terrified that I was going to fall into my same habits of just being nice and going along with whatever it is he wanted to tell me was the truth. And I would just say I believed him even though I didn't. And I was also terrified of standing up for myself because I have such a stigma in my head that if I state how I feel and it's not how the other person wants me to feel, that that's going to make me unlikable and it's going to be not polite and I'm going to be not a kind person and I'm going to be mean and I'm going to be a bitch and all of these things. So I was scared. And he comes up to me and he says, hey, how are you? First of all, comes up to me, he lingers behind me, makes me like, I know he's there, but he makes me like turn around to like run into him and be like, oh, hi. He says, hey, how are you? I said, I'm all right. How are you? He says, uh, um, nah. really, really? This is the game that we're going to fucking play. He played victim guys the whole time, like that whole conversation. He played fucking victim. So he says that answer. I say, why just eh? he tells me that his client didn't show up for this time. I said, oh, well, that sucks. My trainer didn't show up. I didn't say that. I said, oh, yeah, well, that sucks. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. She's not like reliable. And I said, okay, like, what do you, like, I literally said, okay, like, what do you, what, what are we doing right here? And he never was the one to address what happened. He was just doing this like humming and hawing thing and playing victim, like trying to make me feel bad for him. I don't fucking know. It was like classic 
manipulative grossness. So I was the one that said something. I said, so what happened Tuesday? He said, oh, well, like I had texted you, I thought that you were going on vacation. And I said, no, I wasn't going on vacation. I don't know like where you got that idea from. I went on vacation when I first started. Like we didn't start until the following Tuesday because I wasn't going to be here on that Thursday. But I don't know like what you're that was two weeks ago. I don't know where you got that idea. And he was like, oh, it's totally probably my mistake on my behalf. Like, I don't know how that happened to them. I said, so I sat there and I waited for you on Tuesday and you didn't come. And then the same situation happened today. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, I must. it was just like, I don't know what happened. Like, literally never even like took accountability for not being there that day. Like, didn't say like, oh, I was late or whatever. Just like brushed over it, pretend like it didn't happen. And then I said, and then you also changed my scheduled time from 7 to 6.30. What is that about? And he was like, well, I have a client that comes on 7 sometimes. Um, can you do 6.30 on Thursdays? And I said, no, I can't. I said, I agreed to Tuesday and Thursday at 7 o'clock. And he said, well, I'll look at the schedule and I'll try to figure out how we can make it work if I can show up since obviously I'm not very good at that. Like playing the victim. Like didn't say that in an attacky way. Like said it like a woe is me kind of way what are you doing right now? And it was just like so apparent what my original fear was of him being like any other fucking 25 year old boy. Like you're a child. Stop. Like just fucking come up to me, say you're sorry. And like, the thing is, is like, he couldn't even like fight back about him doing something wrong because clearly he did. He was one the one in the wrong, not me. That was that. And he walked away and then he texted me yesterday and said that we're good to go scheduled for Tuesday and Thursday at seven o'clock every single time from here on out. So like, okay, cool. So, but I felt like I definitely fumbled over my words a couple times when that was happening. Like when I was moving into the conversation about the 630 thing, I was like, like, oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else to you because I was like in panic mode that my brain was stuttering. So I felt like you know, I, I felt like I was still, and then like when he walked away, I said, have a good day because like, that's me. And I'm just being like a fucking nice person. And I felt like I was kind of playing into the victim a little bit, like, because I didn't know how to respond to it. Like, I felt like I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that does suck being nice still instead of doing what I wanted and just being like cold and not letting it fly and putting my foot down and saying like exactly what I wanted. But here's the thing is I, I did, I did, I didn't let it go very far. And I did say exactly what my points were and then ended the conversation. And my boyfriend was standing at a Smith machine, like right near where we were and was like, he walked away, the trainer walked away and my boyfriend walked over and was like, you that was crazy. You kept an attitude the whole time. I cannot believe you just did that. And I was like, oh my God, shut up. Is that really what your interpretation was of that? Because I'm really excited if that's true. And he was like, no, you totally stayed like in line with what you were trying to do the whole time. And I was like, yes, I was so excited. So I feel good about how it went. I feel proud that I said what I wanted. I stood up for what I wanted. I felt like that was really my work of being confident and stating my wants and getting my needs met and getting that point across. And while I was like absolutely shaking in my boots the whole fucking time, like terrified the whole time, I still did it. And I learned that I can do it. And I learned what that looks like. And I learned that the world doesn't explode. And I learned that I end up getting what I want out of the situation so that I can 
do it again in the future. So I had this experience, but then a week prior, I was with the narcissist that I've talked to you guys about that's in my life before. And I did really well at that too. I was very confident and strong in my word and and not letting the tactic of them trying to like manipulate me or control me through my high emotions um, work like I normally let it. And when I came back to tell this story about my trainer and the story with the narcissist and how I responded, it is so funny to me how normal sounding it is. I feel like for years, I mean, years is in like since like elementary school when I started being exposed to not standing up for myself or being in situations that I needed to be standing up for myself. I made it such a catastrophic big deal in my head. And when I explain the stories and explain the way that I did stand up for myself, it sounds so bare minimum. It's like so bare minimum, like the way that I'm responding. It's not that big of a deal at all. It's not this aggressive thing that I made it to be in my head. It's literally me just stating how I feel and that's allowed. I'm allowed to state how I feel. It feels good to state how I feel. And through stating how I feel, I get my needs met, but I also gain respect from other people for me. If you're just agreeable and people-pleasing all the time, they don't actually like or respect you. Like maybe they're like, oh yeah, that person's all right. But like to really have substance, to really have like a good personality that people are like, yeah, Sarah Rittendale, that bitch, she's a great person. That's having a personality and standing up for yourself and having wants and having needs. Here's another quote for you that you have to understand the meaning before you understand the quote is a person that stands for everything is a person that stands for nothing, I think is essentially how it goes. And it's so true because if you just are about absolutely everything, you don't have a solidified personality. That's a quote that I'm still definitely learning. I haven't had full breakthrough with it yet, but like that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from it in this situation is that like you just have to develop a personality. And through developing that personality, you develop your wants and what you'll tolerate and what you won't tolerate and your dislikes. And then communicating those things to other people to teach them how to treat you. And it's so bare minimum. It's not that big of a deal. It's not, it's like, it takes effort. It takes, you know, strength and and confidence and learning those things on your own to then apply them to the situation that presents itself. But it's when you get into that situation, not only are you teaching yourself that it's okay when you do stand up for yourself, but I'm also teaching myself that it's really not that big of a deal. Like it's not that big of a deal, dude. Like it's, again, I've made it so catastrophic in my mind. It just isn't some big scene making situation. It's just like, yeah, but I don't really like when you do that. So I'm just not going to, I just don't want to, you know, involve myself in it. No big deal. And like kind of downplaying it to that person. It's not a big deal. I just, I personally don't like that. And that's it. And, and like, it's so bare minimum. And I'm so excited about that breakthrough. The next breakthrough I had, I shared with you guys online and you loved it, like ate this shit up. And so I wanted to share it here on the show because it was such a good breakthrough for me. And I was so excited that I thought that a lot of you resonated with the breakthrough. You can't get mad at yourself for behaving in a way that aligns with your current level of knowledge. I would always beat myself up for the way that I let things unfold, that I didn't respond better or stand up for myself better or just have a different reaction to what was happening. And I would 
be upset about myself for that. And I even like will go and get anxiety about it. And like, you know, it's like, you know, those moments when like you're like just existing and all of a sudden you remember something you did 10 years ago and you like your entire body cringes and crumples in onto itself because you're like, ew, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Or how could I let that person treat me like that? Or how could I not see that they were doing X, Y, and Z? You figure out someone's been talking shit about you and you're like, oh my God, I should have known. You know, like all like all of these things that you feel like, oh, I should have known. And you get upset with yourself for how your past self behaved. Even something that doesn't involve other people, like you want to change the way that you dress or you present yourself or that you you know, maybe abuse substances and you feel like this is just who you are now and I'm just trapped in this life and there's no hope for you coming out of it, a different person. You don't have to continue to hold yourself to this old level of knowledge anymore. Once you have the new knowledge, you can develop into the new version of yourself through that knowledge. We have to stop beating our past selves up using our current self's level of knowledge and experience down to the second, bro. Every moment we get more knowledge, we intake more information, we learn more about ourselves, we learn more about our surroundings, we learn more about the people in our lives, we learn more about life, just gaining new perceptions and new mindsets and new outlooks on things, just the longer that we live life and experience life. Go back to your first picture you ever posted on Instagram. I guarantee you, you'll be like, ew, what the fuck was I thinking? Why did I do that? But at that time, you were like, oh, yeah, baby, this looks fucking fire. This looks so good. So, And then you post it and you expect the guys to fucking flow in. And at the time, they probably did and they did like it. And you were like, oh, I'm so excited about this. But now with the knowledge that you've had to cut your hair a little bit better or dye your hair a little bit better or pose a little bit better or use better lighting or not make that weird fucking face and throw a peace sign up next to your cheek. Like now you know how to, like it just, trends evolve, styles evolve. You learn more from living life more and what looks good and what looks bad and how you like to feel and how you don't like to feel and what situations make you feel those ways and what situations don't make you feel those ways. And it's always going to evolve. Like the things that you do right now that you think are kick fucking ass in six months from now, you're probably going to be like, wait, I have so much of a better idea. And you can't judge the you now because this is the only amount of knowledge that you had up until this time. It kind of goes back to my existential crisis at the beginning. Like, see, this is why I like talking to you guys, dude, because this is the only level of knowledge that you have. And you have to trust the process. You have to trust that you're going to continue to gain more knowledge the more that you live life. I always have great ideas. I always have awesome ideas that I then implement and add to whatever it is that I'm doing. And I can trust that in 10 minutes, I might have a better idea. It's kind of the idea of like waking up and thinking I'm so excited to know what I'm going to learn today that you know that like tonight you're going to go to sleep a different, more evolved person than you were when you woke up this morning because you're going to have thought of new things and experience new things. And, and like, literally it's not even about experiencing new things. Like it's literally just about like thinking about things a little bit different. You have more time to think more in depth about the things that you thought about yesterday and come to new realizations about those things. Trust that you will always gain new knowledge. So you cannot beat yourself up for the level of knowledge that you had yesterday. 
a big thing with this too is you don't learn the new things and gain the new knowledge until things happen that you experience that you want it to play out differently. Using the example of, I'm so angry I let that person treat me that way, you didn't know that you didn't want to be treated that way until you were treated that way. And now you have the knowledge that you don't want to be treated that way and that you will do the things that you're now thinking about in your head that you could have done differently at that point the next time that the situation presents itself. But there's no point in wasting your time dwelling on how you could have handled that situation differently. The only thing that you should be spending your time on is identifying how you would have responded differently and how you will respond differently in the future. What tactics do you think would be helpful and what knowledge you want to soak in to use in the future? But if you find out that somebody's done all of this fucked up shit to you and you didn't know until something triggered you to know, you can't be mad. You can't be mad at that person that not that you can be mad at that fucking person. They suck. You can't be mad at you, that person, your old version of yourself. Don't be mad at them. They didn't know. Now you knows. But that you didn't know. Feel bad for her. Fuck that person that they would treat her like that, that they would treat them like that. Now me is going to protect that version of myself and not let that shit happen again. And that's the problem is when we let ourselves continue to be in those situations, we keep putting ourselves back into situations that we know didn't make us feel good. That's when the problem comes out. And you know what? You can't expect yourself to be on the same timeline as another person. Just because somebody else would be ready to leave that situation or that somebody else would have handled that differently or somebody else would have reacted some other way doesn't mean that that's how you're going to react. Your brain is different. Every single fucking person's brain is different, just like every single person's body is different. We all operate differently. And so you have to give yourself the space to learn the lessons at the pace that you're going to learn the lessons and then move forward from those lessons. Because even if you listen to this and you think, oh, well, you know, I let them cheat on me 1,700 times. I let them treat me like shit 1,700 times. Even though I learned that I didn't want to be treated like that, I still can't believe that I kept going back and I kept going back and I kept going back. But that's still part of you learning. That is still part of the lesson. And obviously, that version of you didn't have the mindset shift that the now you has. You will eventually have a mindset shift, a breakthrough moment, a perception change that you say, I am done putting up with being treated like garbage. I am going to do something about it. I'm going to make that change. But until that mindset shift happens, you haven't made it to that level of knowledge yet. And that is okay. Keep working to gain that level of knowledge, but you cannot beat yourself up for how long it took you to learn. You can do the things that hopefully induce that knowledge quicker, but you can't hold yourself to the standard of the amount of time that it took someone else to gain that level of knowledge. You're going to learn at your own pace. This leads me into my final breakthrough of letting fate take its course, but further than that, trusting myself to allow fate to take its course. This has essentially been the underlying meaning in all of these things. This breakthrough actually came for me literally this morning while I was thinking about what I was going to talk to you guys about because I'm learning that the underlying theme and absolutely each of these points 
is that self-trust, is trusting myself to allow fate to take its course and trusting myself that I will let that happen and that I will always choose the best things for me. Like I was talking about my existential crisis, my brain overfunctions and starts to think of like all of the actions that I need to be taking. And I think that that really is still the toxic self-help that I received for so long of grind and work hard and you're not going to accomplish anything if you don't work hard. And if you don't take action, you'll never reach the life that you want to live and all of these things. And I still, I think I struggle because I still see the truth in that, but it doesn't make me feel good. And my goal, my elite self feels good. I just want to feel good. You know, I just want to enjoy this experience and enjoy my life and not feel the pressure of, of making sure I'm doing it right. Like there's no right way. It's just the right way for me is to feel happy and to feel in control and to feel free and to feel peaceful. And I think the most important thing to have instead of taking action is the awareness that you have to take action to create the life that you want. Because as opportunities present themselves, recognizing that that does fall into alignment with how I want my life to look and trusting myself to take action on those opportunities when they do show up. But I just have to be aware on what those action steps are. I don't have to putter out trying to create them out of thin air. I have to put myself into the situations that I'm allowing those action steps to come up. It's kind of like a combination between letting fate take its course and you're creating your own destiny. You know, you have to continue through life and put yourself in the situations that align with the person that you want to be, but you also just have to allow life to happen and show up for the opportunities and seize the opportunities that present themselves. Jump on those opportunities and trust yourself that you will recognize them and trust yourself that you will know what to do at that time and trust yourself that it'll play out how it's supposed to play out. Like it's not a race. And I think that my brain gets so caught up in it and thinking that like, I've got to get it all done. I've got to do it all right now because the faster I do it, the quicker I'll have the end result that I want. And it's not about the end result. It's not about the end result. And because we know that, because we know that there's not going to be one day that we magically transform and reach the end result, that there's always going to be problems and that I'm always going to want more and I'm always going to be trying to achieve something different, that it's okay to not take all this action to get me to an end result that I need to just take action as I go and as I experience life to get results over time. I think that it's important to map out your goals and to solidify what it is that you are wanting to achieve, what would make you feel fulfilled, what an ideal life looks like for you. Because then when those situations present themselves, you will be more aware and can start to take action on those things. But to be so intense and put so much pressure on yourself to make sure that it all happens all at once as soon as possible, like that's too, that's too much. And then you're not enjoying life and you're not like, you're not going to knock out the problems. You're not going to make your life happen faster if you are driving yourself fucking crazy trying to accomplish it and 
beating yourself up when you don't because things don't pan out the way that you thought they would because they never fucking do. It just really makes me feel like I can take a lot of pressure off to trust that I will know what to do when opportunities arise and to trust that the opportunities will arise and that life is going to pan out for me how life pans out for me. That's how everybody has a different life. I don't know. Maybe this is like this is just more getting into like my personal beliefs, but I think everybody's life looks so different because everybody has their own plan. Like why do we all exist differently? Just I don't know. I'm heading back into existential crisis mode, guys. We got to we got to we got to stop. We got to wrap that up. <laughs> so hopefully you guys were able to resonate with one or a piece of some of the breakthroughs that I gave to you guys. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Don't rely on the quote as heavily just because you logically understand the quote doesn't mean you like truly deeply understand what the quote is trying to tell you. Standing up for yourself and seeing the wins, even though it didn't pan out exactly how you thought it would, you're teaching yourself that you are able to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in life. And that even though it may not look exactly how you pictured it in your head, you can still be proud of the goal that you set out to achieve and that you took a little bit better action on it than you might have in the past. Stop holding your past self to the standard of your current self's level of knowledge. You are going to figure it out just as you have to this point to know that that past version could have behaved better. And now this version of you will be able to when the situation presents itself. And a future you is going to be looking back at this you being like you could have done X, Y, and Z better but you won't be able to do that until you have that knowledge. So just ride the wave and allow yourself to learn, have mindset shifts, have a growth mindset, be open to new information and continue to allow yourself to evolve. And last but not least, trusting yourself to recognize when fate is giving you opportunities to take action on, trusting that you will know how to handle all the situations that present themselves in the future because you always have been able to. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please share it with a friend. It helps me out so much and it will help them out so much because if it resonated with you, I'm sure it'll resonate with somebody else in your inner circle. Do not leave without subscribing to the show if you are not already and leaving a review. I appreciate it so much and it helps me know what topics you guys like to hear about. And I also want to know any breakthroughs that you guys have had. What has been like a really pivotal breakthrough for you? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or stories that you would like featured on the show, you can find the link for the question submission box on Wellish's Instagram at Wellish Podcast. It's going to be in the highlight reel that's labeled Q&A. You can also follow me on Instagram and on TikTok. They're both just my full name, Sarah Rittendale. Instagram has a dot between my first and last name for more self-improvement tidbits throughout your week. We are going to have a great week. Do not forget you are elite as fuck and I will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye guys.